Attention, this is the captain speaking. All right, I guess I'm not allowed to do shtick. So, people have been asking how come Bobby wasn't on LOP, when's he going to be on LOP, blah, blah, blah. Bobby is officially on LOP. I guess it, the day he went a week or two ago to go to be heard, he got postponed a week. So we were able to fit in a couple more episodes, like the outdoors episode, and there was another one somewhere in there. They're all starting to run together for me. So this episode you're about to listen to is still part of the LOP Chronicles, where we had a a day-long marathon of phone calls. And this one uh, is a little bit backwards. There's like uh, questions at the beginning and an introduction at the end and all sorts of silly stuff where uh, I get reprimanded about my hats, uh, even though I'm completely misunderstood. Whatever. Uh, It's typical buffoonery and prison talk. And by the way, Bobby ended up catching 15 days of LOP, so you're going to have a couple more episodes of the LOP Chronicles, then Freddie's probably going to have to get a little bit creative, and then Bobby will be back and it will be uh, smooth sailing as usual. So I hope you enjoy. subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you right bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. You want to take some uh, questions from... Uh, cousin Greg, we haven't done that yet, have we? Gregor? Yeah. <laughs> I had him in front of me a minute ago. Now I don't. All right, so uh, how about, I, I know this is uh, switching it up a little bit, but, you know, notes from the pen podcast, switch up happens. So, Bobby, what's your workout routine typically like pre-COVID? Oh, um, it depends on when you, when I can get in the weight pit, my call out was for four times a week, but then you could slide over there, um, depending on which COs were working. So it was, uh, it was, it was typically like five to six days a week in the weight pit. Is that an hour? Do chest and arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, an hour to an hour and 15, 20 minutes. I would do, I would do chest and arms twice a week. But then I would do legs once a week, um, upper back once a week, um, shoulders once a week, and then chest and arms. But I'd do one full chest day and one full arm day, and then on those chest and arm day, I would do, like, you know, like uh, a lighter set, you know what I mean, of charms, chest and arms, glamour muscles. But, uh, so, yeah, so, like, five, five to six days a week, usually, like, six days a week, maybe take a day off. It wasn't real, real set schedule, and uh, it also depends on what you can get when you get out there. So this place has a small weight pit, so sometimes you're like, "Oh, we're going to do chest," and then all the benches are taken. So you're like, "Well, I guess we're doing shoulders, or whatever it is." We got the shoulder rack, so we're going to do that. I was making some good progress when uh, when they shut down the, the weight pit. Chest is like my weak weak spot, my weak suit. Like naturally, I'm strong in arms. And so I, I overwork chest because it's a weak spot of mine. And uh, I'm good at shoulders and shit like that. Legs I'm kind of weak at, naturally. Like, I have to overwork, to, like, really try hard. I hate legs. Oh, yeah, back, too. I do back once a week, too. Just lower back. I, I think I told you I'd hit, I'd maxed out on incline bench at 275 before uh, before all this. I hit it once. I was working out with this big dude who was like, fuck it, try it. And I'm like, I can't hit that. I'm just starting to get back. And he's like, just try it. And I, I slapped that bitch. I was surprised. I don't know. Probably could have hit, maybe could have hit 305. I definitely could have hit 295 on flat bench. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I feel like 305 would have been like someone with their fingers on it, like bumping it up for me. You know what I mean? On flat bench. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm sure I fell off now, man. It's been all calisthenics. And uh, when I was going crazy with the 2,000 push-ups, that only happened once. But, you know, I was doing like a couple 
I don't know, like three, 4,000 push-ups a week. I'm down to like, I do 500 push-ups a day, like four times a week. So 2,000 push-ups a week. And then I have uh, these other bar body weight routines I do for the rest of my body. So I'm leaner now. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see when I get back in there where I'm at on, on stuff. Cause it's been shit, six months now. And I haven't fallen off as much as I thought I would. I had to get real creative with my workout routine to be really be a dog with that shit. But lately, you know, you hit peaks and valleys with that the motivation part. And like there was a good stretch where I was just grinding, like doing like mu- like multiple muscle groups a day, just going like working out for two hours. And now I'm like, oh fuck, force myself. I just went four days in a row. I needed to work out. I want to work out today, so I hit five days in a row, and then I can take my first day at LOP off, so I can have a day off tomorrow. But we've been over here uh, laying down these uh, LOP chronicles for the viewers, so we'll see. He's wondering what type of weight pit setup. When weight pit is open, and I'm sure it's different at different joints, what's it, um, what's it look like? And then after you get done describing the current weight pit or what other ones look like, Maybe you could describe what you do for curls since you're only, since there's no weight pit and you can only do like calisthenics. Are you doing all that shit out in the yard? Is there a pull-up bar that you're allowed to be around? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got two pull-up bars. They just put on our side of the thing. So that's the only time I work out on the yard is when I come out here for pull-ups. It's the only thing I don't, I can't really do on myself. So I I haven't told you about my bar routine. So, okay. So the weight pit is shitty at this joint. Ken Ross was nice. This is a bunch of old rusty, um, weights you know big like clumsily like utilitarian fuck all the weights are rusty shit's fucked up the heads of the dumbbells are falling off on this, on this at this place kinross was nice they were actually they'd buy new weights all the time they'd have like a smith machine they'd have the cable machines they'd have um i'm trying to think of uh there's another machine that I can't remember the name of it, who it's called. It's like you can do shoulders. You can do on one side, you can do lateral pull downs for your lats. And on the other side, you can do, they're almost like incline presses where when you, when you press up the, they're both individual arms. They sw- it swings up. You know what I mean? Well, you're like in a sit up position, you're sitting position and they go up. I don't, I can't remember the name of that machine, but they had, they had tons of, they had cable row machines. They had tons there. And uh, this place is just trash. You know, um, I don't remember what a Smith rack is. Is that like uh, where this the machine is, where the bar's fixed on like a right on a track on a vertical and plane? Squats, or you, yep, or you can put a bench under it and and bench, and uh, you can do like bent over. It's, they're good machines, man. They're good like for being versatile. You can do shrugs, you can do bent over row, you can do everything on them, really. But uh, that's one of the things I'd try to grab if whatever machine I, or whatever uh, station I was looking for was taken. I'd grab the Smith machine, <clears throat> use that. But uh, as far as like working out in the cell, like I got a bar routine. I got I got laundries bag, these mesh like really like durable mesh laundry bags that like they have two long like rabbit ear handles at the top that you tie together when you put. You know what a laundry bag looks like. Yeah. So I tie those two together and loop them through my bars. Because if you use one, you're just too close to the bars. You don't get enough body weight resistance. But if you loop, if you tie two of them together, you can really put your feet up against the bottom of the bars and hang back real far. And I'll slide a broom through there, and I got it as, like, rows. Like, I could do overhand and then underhand rows, grips. And then I could do curls, like body weight curls like that. And then I can turn around and put my heels against the bars and lean forward and do back arm extensions with that. And I also have a, a laundry bag that's about 45 pounds with books and, and water bag in there. And I use that for curls and back arm extensions too. And then I just do push-ups for chests and then uh, body squats, air squats, you say, lunges. Yeah, I, I'd use the uh, – a bunch of people stop by and ask me, like, how do, how do I do that? Because you have one minute remaining. So, yeah, so it's been like this, but I'm getting so sick of these goddamn routines. Working out in my little tiny cell, and so I have to, move, like, fold my little chair up, move it, like, take my coat off my locker, so there's just space, like, push my bed back as much as far as I can. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's that. Yeah, plus once you get a good sweat worked up and then you're done and you're still, you can't go outside, I mean, 
You don't want to like sit on your bed. I'll go shower right afterwards. Yeah, I'll go shower right afterwards. I'll time it to where like I usually work out during count time. So as soon as they clear it, I go to chow and then come back and shower, and then I'll like call you or whatever we're gonna do. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. You want me to hit you back one more time? No. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is a prepaid call from. Bobby. Yeah, some some workout shit. All right then. Yeah, and while we're on the subject of uh, workouts and uh, sporting type activity, let's talk about basketball. I guess uh, Cuzzo is a basketball fan, and he wants to know if you see any like dominant basketball players in the joint. Like, holy shit, that dude's great. Yeah, there's some pretty, like, the last joint was a lot, there was, like, some real ballers. People doing, like, how we do dunks over people and shit. They have constant, Ken Ross is such a better joint, man. They would have basketball tournaments all the time. They'd have indoor, the indoor season, and they'd have the outdoor season. And uh, they'd just be in, in front of different units, and the whole, like, hundreds of people just standing around the blacktop just watching. And, uh, yeah, there's people that are good, man, really, like, really good. People. They they have like sanctioned the institution sanctions tournaments, or you guys put that together yourself. No, they they do that shit. Um, Ooh, do the fraternities? Is it like uh, this fraternity versus this fraternity versus this fraternity? Well, there are teams that are like that, but yeah, sometimes we'll have like family days too. It's called where like if the fraternity's on your side. We'll do it. There's been a couple of joints I've been where there's fraternity on the opposite sides of the street play each other. It's like a bonding thing, but that shit goes sideways a lot of times. Um, another thing that happens is like when it's like family day and two fraternities on the same side, the teams are like intermixed. You know what I mean? That way uh, there's not like one-sided. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Yeah, but what you're saying is uh, now I'm trying to be delicate here because I think I, I grasped this. If the fraternities, especially the Chicago fraternities, if they're a tree, one, you know, there's a fork in the tree and there's, you know, some on the left side and there's some on the right side. And pretty much left and right are rivals. So you're saying family day is like, okay, everybody that's on the right side, let's all gang up. Let's not, I shouldn't say gang up. Let's all get together and play hoop. But if I'm from fraternity X and you're from fraternity Y, we can we can kick it together and some of your dudes can play on my team and some of my dudes can play on your team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's family day on the same side of the tree. And the institution's cool with that? They don't know. They don't, oh. no, those aren't like sanctioned ones. Those okay. Like, hey, family day Saturday, everyone meet out on the you know what I mean? But occasionally I see where a branch from the right side of the tree and a branch from the left side of the tree will play each other on some, like, you know, maybe the people who have the yard for them are, like, cool with each other, those two. And they'll be, like, try to make some sort of, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Create some sort of, like, relationship. But that usually goes bad. Yeah, I could see where... And, it and other people on the other side of the tree are like, why are you fucking playing with those guys? Like, what's up with that? Yeah, at the next family day, each side catches hell because they were, you know, trying to build a bridge or make amends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that going sideways. So if somebody is a really good basketball player, do they get some kind of cred from everybody, you know, like it is on the outside world? Like it's like, yeah, it's just like high school. Like high school. Oh, so the, the best basketball player is like cool. Like, oh, yeah. And no, not like that. They're just good at basketball. People know they're good at basketball. That's it. it they're not like – like some of the basketball players that are good are, are turds, but people want them on their team, but they don't really fuck with them. They don't, you know what I mean? They're not like everyone wants to hang out with them and shit. Hmm. Like I, I used to get – I would play basketball with like people I know because that, those things turn into fights a lot. But – like in the actual league shit, I'd play volleyball. Me and Joe would be on that. Joe's good at volleyball. Me and he's like, I'll, he's right up there. We got different skill sets, but I, I don't tell him this, but I'll, I'll put him up there. He's not better than me, but I'll put him up there. But softball, that's, you know, we grew up playing baseball and shit. And, and 
So you just admitted that Joe's better than you at volleyball? No, no, not better. He's got a better serve than me. He got a better serve than me, but he's he's he was getting he was getting pretty good. He was like catching up, like to where. Yeah, I can just I'm more athletic than him. You know what I mean? I can jump higher. I can, you know, I can like touch the rim on a basket on a basketball hoop and shit like that. Joe can't do all that stuff, but uh, I'm quicker than him. But he's uh, better. Fundamentals are getting, all right. No, nah, he was getting good, man. Like I, there was a couple games that last like league where I was like, you were MVP this one. But softball, okay, so, but a lot of that's athleticism. Like, I don't know, it seems like volleyball is easier to learn on the fly. Something like baseball or softball is like mechanics, and you have to, like, have grown up doing that, and you, most of the time, you have to have had a dad. <laughs> You've heard me say this before. Yeah. Or a father figure, at least. So, people are like, oh, I can play, I can play, and then you go out there, and you're like, oh, these guys are bums. Like, I haven't played in years, and I got out there, and it's, I was easily, like, immediately, they're like, okay, well, what position do you want to play? Okay, you're batting clean up. You know what I'm saying? Like, immediately. And I'm like, well, I probably, I used to be lead off, you know, and they're like, no, you're whatever. So that shit, it ends up becoming a pain in the ass because I didn't play. Like, I had a strict, like, no, like, I'm not playing softball with these guys for the first year I was at Kinross, and then I played. And then it was like, they, they'll do like a league, like a, uh, a unit league. Like you have to build your team out of the people in your unit. And then they'll do an op- a draft league and then an open league and shit like that. And, uh, oh, by the way, in the volleyball draft for the whole compound, first round, first pick, me. Wow, you went 1-1. Yeah, mention, mention that to Joe. But uh, <laughs> you talk to him. Where'd he go? Oh, I, don't, I had to tell the people on my team to pick him up. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I was like, take him up. Because he, he wouldn't go over there, but I'm like, he can play. I played with him at Oaks. We were on teams at Oaks. But the uh, softball thing, so I play, and then in the unit one, and then I'll have someone be like, come on, bro, I need you. I'll pay you like 10 bucks to be on my team for the draft one or the um, the open league where you get to just assemble your own team and shit. And then uh, those are pains in the ass because right before I left, I swore off softball because I almost – got into it with this dude and had to be like restrained <laughs> restraining and shit so uh, I was like I'm not putting myself in this position anymore I'm not doing this for a year for uh, next year I'll, I'll think about playing what could happen on a softball diamond did you uh, dispute a call um it was this dude JB who was a ref and then oh, what was it about I got to cutting into this kid who was behind like the scorekeepers are behind, you know, they got a desk set up behind the backstop. Yeah. And his little bo- his little boyfriend back there, they used to call him Khaleesi because he had like blonde hair, a little short. He was a, whatever. Um, was I can't remember what it was about, what he said. And I was cutting into him. He said some comment like, what are you, and then I just like, what are you going to do or some shit. I was in like, in that, I'm getting real competitive. And uh, I was like pissed off about, I can't remember what the fuck it was about, but standing over I'm like what's up then type shit which I shouldn't have done and he did a dude just tall dude JB it was like a ref was like he was in I was back behind the backstop like I had just hit or something just scored and then uh, he said some shit and I'm like I'm talking to you too and so I'm, I still have the like, bat in my hand because I tell you you got to pick it up from the dude when you're you know after you score you can pick the bat up from the dude who just hit and uh, I'm like, I'm talking to you, bitch. And, duh, 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 duh. and he's like kind of saying shit, but he don't really want smoke. He's a real tall guy. He's probably like 6'4", but he's skinny as hell. Dark skin dude. And uh, so I'm like walking towards the gate, and like people grab me. And I was like really outside myself. And I was, But he has, he'd been on bullshit before, and I just was like snapping on him and like mad at myself afterwards. Like, man, I can't be putting myself. This is why I don't do that shit, because someone starts talking sideways, and then I'm real quick to snatch shit out the air. You know what I mean? Well, that's why you don't play basketball, right? Yeah, most people would, someone would say da-da-da-da-da to someone, and the other person, you would, most people would go, yeah, blah-blah-blah, and say shit back. I, I'll say shit back, but I'll be on my way to meet you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not no, like, I swear, that's not no tough guy shit. That's like, I don't like talking shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, to hype a fight up, like, I'm like, what's up then? type stuff and uh i can't i was really disappointed in myself and i and i immediately i'm like okay well i can't control other people this is why you don't do this and if you can't do it responsibly you know what i mean i I, i'm not not saying like i was gonna beat to do with a bat or nothing i just had it in my hand 
but I was ready to go out there and like, what's up then? And, and I was like worked up, you know what I mean? It wasn't me like calm and he said some shit. It was me already like worked up. Like they were like fucking us over, but it was a stupid softball game. Yeah. But don't you think you're going to have to deal with that when you get out? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I mean by, you know, foxhole. Oh man. Fucked up in this. Like that out there though too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but now it could jeopardize you going back to prison for a whole I know. another bit. They're going to be happy to throw you in for. Oh, the first one was an accident? Well, big deal. This time you bludgeoned somebody with a softball bat, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 like, now, like, now, I've stopped, now that I'm telling it to you, like, it's really like, um, I can see how it sounds bad. Like, oh, no, you guys can't let him out. And like, whatever. I mean, I. No, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this is the type no, of thing I, I worry not. about. I'm saying I know it. I know. I know. I know it sounds like that. And I got like a, I got a, you know me, and I got a chip on my shoulder. And 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 when people, in the right circumstances, I'm real quick to be like on some fuck it shit. Like what's up then? Like I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. You're right, though. You're right. And I know that. And so I was like, I'm not playing softball anymore because I can't, whatever, whatever. And uh, I haven't gotten into, like, a lot of, like, like fights in here on some, like, bullshit aggressive shit. You know, most of the – this is what people don't realize about prison, too. A lot, most people who don't want to smoke in here, they play a good game. They spent their whole life talking tough. Most of them really don't want smoke. They want to talk and save face, and both of you walk away like you both said something to the other one. I, I don't know. I don't really like doing that shit. But it's all stupid and immature, and it's like I don't like being out of control, and it's embarrassing that that shit happened. I didn't fucking like it, and I got outside myself. And, uh, yeah, I kind of worry about that, too. I don't think it's going to be a thing. Like, I don't think I'm ever... But I don't know if, like, this is making excuses, but shit's really tense in here a lot of times. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I bet I I bet since I'm now in my mid-40s, I bet I have low testosterone. So maybe I could get on some juice program, you know, bulk up uh, quite a bit. And then it's possible that I could stack on enough weight that by the time you get out, I at least could have a, a, a hope and a prayer of restraining you. I don't, I, I, Just I in really case. I'm gonna be, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe do that. Get on some TRT, some testosterone replacement therapy, and then... Uh, Maybe I'll just wear a shot collar and you can just have like <laughs> have the kill switch. <laughs> I don't think I, re- I, I really don't think it's going to be a thing, man. I mean, I, I'm less likely to snap on people now than I was in the world. I think. I, the, the difference is is that I weigh more and I'm big. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the difference. But uh, other than that, I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like in the world when I can have my own room and I can. Not constantly stressed by these fuck. Like you can get away from people in the world, like at least for a minute. Like let me go take a breath. You can't do that here, man. There's idiots around you all the time. Idiot, hypocrite, just pe- it's a lot, man. I mean, what you say is valid, and I understand. And it's something I'm going to have to work on, and it's something I have. I, I don't have any fighting tickets in here. I uh, maybe you this have is one minute remaining. Maybe it's just selfish from me because, you know, you get out, we're kicking it, everything's all right for a while, and then just one random Tuesday afternoon, we're in an Applebee's, and um, I'm, like, climbing up your back trying to, like, slow you down from, you know, some dad in a booth that's half-wasted and, you know, going on. (laughs) Yeah. Don't say that. Applebee's really getting me worked up. You know that. <laughs> yeah. You know how fired up I get in Applebee's. Something about that bar right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. Like, it gets me all worked up. I don't think so, man. I don't. I have a feeling. I don't know, man. I can't picture all that. Bobby, he said ping pong. He was talking about ping pong. <laughs> no, now that shit doesn't fuck with me anymore. That was when I was a kid. That shit used to bother me and shit. God, I feel like, like I feel like people, like I, 
Thank you for using GTL. Hello, this is a prepaid call from... I feel like old Kelly from uh, Palm Bay or Melbourne is... Uh... Like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I feel like she'd be like, he's a goon. Or, you know, I'm not to say she w would, but, you know, like, all stand-up citizens, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to fall into that stereotype. But that was, uh, you know, I was a little scrapper before a prison. And if anything, I'm less, much less likely to do that. But I have thought that before. Like, you know, I was actually talking to someone recently. Like, man, when I get out, like, like I can't fight anyone. Like, I can never have, like, another street fight again, ever. I just can't. It's not worth it. I won't. I'm never coming back here. You know what I mean? I'll never, ever come back here. And if that means that I got to look like a bitch, then fuck it. I'm a bitch. I'll be a bitch out there. I'll be a free bitch. You know what I mean? I, I, it'll be, I can, I can pull up being a free, a free bitch. I wonder what the, uh, I wonder what your chances are, or I wonder what the average inmate's chances are of recidivism. Do you, do you know what the, like, is is it more likely that you'll return to prison someday? Yeah, um, so it's a sliding scale. So as time, when you get up to, uh, I got it in the the Reformation of American Incarceration and its perspective. It, uh, I had to do research for that. And it's, um, by the time you get up to, like, five years after release, I think it's, like, it's over half. Or maybe it's at eight years. I don't know. It's like a sliding scale. Like, so you're like one in three in the first year. So it goes like that. Oh, so you like, get like I'm a not, third. I'm not, I'm not coming back to prison. I'm never. I don't mean specifically you, but I'm just saying that the the odds are that most people that have been to prison are the odds in favor of them returning. And you're saying it's a sliding yeah. scale. Yeah. In the first one to three years, um, it's a higher percentage. And then if you can make it from three to Six years, then you're you know, it's less. No, than, oh, no, no. But I'm sure that that's true. That what you're saying, like if you have, if you're one of the, but no, it, the percentage gets higher. You know, so like in the first year, maybe like uh, one out of ten people or two out of ten. But if you stretch it out to three years, obviously more shit can happen. There's more time for you to violate or fuck up or break the law. You know, so then it's like by three years out, three or four out of ten have. Uh, caught a new case if you stretch it out to like 10 years you know what i'm saying so, because once you've been to prison you can commit a crime that most people would get probation for but you're going to go right back oh no yeah you very much that. so and when i think you about that out go ahead well obviously i was stupid of me of course the the longer the time the more chance of somebody screwing up you know i don't know yeah you know, I, had flawed logic there, but I, what I guess I can't like you can't do that to Mama C like that. No, no, I'm she, never gonna listen, bro. I'm, I can't. I don't have another bit in me, as they say. Blaze, Blaze will tell you he's got another one in him. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. He's like, I got one more, and then I'm done. <laughs> not an idiot. I love. Him. Yeah, he didn't. I don't he, have a bit. Other he's got one more, and then he might retire. He's gonna go on the street now. <laughs> he's giving himself a mulligan. <laughs> That <laughs> <laughs> idiot! Oh, I love that kid. Uh, yeah, I don't have enough. I won't do it, man. I can't do it. And uh, you know, I don't know how to like justify like getting like the story I just told because it's not really justifiable, and I'm sure it's not really. Um, it inspires confidence <laughs> in people, but I'm, I'm genuinely not. Okay, so. I'm going to have to make the transition, but I'm pretty good at, like, falling into it, uh, which is why I've done all right here. It's like, you can put me in, play, in a place, in, in an environment, situation, circumstance, whatever, and I'll learn, I learn the rules pretty fast, and I adjust to those rules. When I get out there, it doesn't matter if someone calls me a bitch out there. You know what I mean? There's not, I, don't have the, I don't have my shit ratcheted up. You know, it's going to be ratcheted way down, actually, out there, uh, as far as, like, there's no safe-facing honor culture uh, that I'll be involved in out there like it is here. You know what I mean? And I, and I just adjust to that. That's right. In the culture you're in now, if somebody calls you a bitch, you have to be violent. Or even talk sideways to you. If you want to maintain, like, who you know, whatever, man. I don't want to say status or whatever, but... If you if you want to t maintain your credibility, you know, 
And it's easy for me to lean into that thing because that was like something I developed growing up anyways. So it's easy for me to lean into that in moments, right? So you're around a bunch of comics. Everyone's watching you when someone says, so now I'm already like, what's up then? But just like how I got dropped in here and I like take, I mean, maybe it's Asian in me. I take everything in, like computing everything. And I go, okay, these are the rules. This is how I live. This is what you got to do. Let's go. It's the same thing. I'm going to, and I'm going to be so relieved to do it out there. And it's so, so much less stress as far as like, like even thinking about it right now, I feel like I can like breathe a little easier. Just what it's going to be like out there. And like I said, you can call me a bitch out there. I'm not going to prison for you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to prison to protect my quote unquote name or whatever it is. Like none of that shit matters. I got a kid out there and people that that I love and care about and that I hold. Like you can't wait to. I'm not worried about it though. Now, now here's the thing that could happen that like I will admit that it's going to be real put me in a real weird position. And I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna feel like a piece of shit either way. It turns out is if me and you are out or me and my sister are out or or someone I fuck with is out and someone does something to one of you guys, then it's going to be hard for me. You know what I'm saying? If someone punches you or gets like coughed and even gets, starts to poke in you in the face and I'm there, it's going to be, that's going to be like a thing where I'm going to have to be like, come on, man, we got to go or something. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I could, I could see that being your, uh, kryptonite. Somebody mouse off to the girl you're seeing, or to your sister, or heaven forbid, to Mama C, and yeah, uh, yeah. But that's where I'll be juiced up, and uh, you'll be you'll be all big, and you'll they'll be afraid of you. So, will never happen. Let me take care of this for you, Bobby. Yeah. Now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a goddamn villain now. Well, hey, uh, shrug it off, tough guy. <laughs> All right, well, the shit out of Toro, get your ass over here. <laughs> so. Yay, let's uh, pro board listen to this one. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, oh, when I see the pro board, can we, like, take all these down, like, when I go see them? <laughs> Yeah, that's something you've mentioned in the past. Do you, I can't, are you really worried about that? No, but I'm sure it will be. I can't imagine the anxiety I'm going to have before I see the Pearl Award. And you, you're worried that, yeah, but you hey. you got to wait two, you got to wait two weeks after you see them to get a decision. It's like an AIDS test. You're just going to be like, oh, no, oh, no. What about this girl? What about did I, oh, did I cut on my finger? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just replaying everything. Yeah, I'm, do you, I guess it's too early to really, well, you think the podcast could possibly jeopardize you or you think you're just going to have anxiety about that? I'm just going to have anxiety about that. I mean, it could, but this is what I'm going to do. When you see the parole board, you can have people write. It helps to have like character where like people write and say, listen, this guy is da, 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 da. We got some wonderful viewers out there. I might just do a camp like, hey, here's the address. Everyone write. Tell them how much a saint I am. <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really where I think I'm just like going to be overly critical about everything. And I, my like history and, um, my ability to, to express myself, uh, unless something happens in here, knock on wood, I don't see it. I'll be good. I'll be good. Got a good support system out there. Got a bunch of shit lined up. You think there's going to be a day where like the parole board is like, Hey, are you guys been seeing these goddamn uh, letters from this Freddie Schnurtz? All he ca- all he wants to complain about is pizza, corn, and lettuce. He won't shut the hell up about pizza, corn, and lettuce. I hope so. I say I don't know him. I don't know that guy. <laughs> Never heard of him. Um, I, I write. Yeah, I write, and uh, I have a blog out there, and it helps me. My mom posts some of my writings, and there's some real nut jobs out there. And I assume he's one of them. You should actually look into him. Launch an investigation of Dr. Freddie. Oh, now I'm on the radar. I need to get this now you're on this testosterone quick. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't done that. 
I'm definitely getting on some TRT when I get out. You know why I haven't? Because me and you, uh, once we find something we kind of like, if it's a substance, we go we go all in. And it's like, you know, oh, well, if this is a little bit makes me feel better or, you know, why don't I do more? How do I get more? Oh, well, this isn't exactly legal. I don't give a rip about your legal. Next <laughs> thing you know, you're doing a human growth, growth hormone, your forehead. It's just your, your bones start growing again. Yeah, my hat oh, size starts growing. Your, your body already produces testosterone. It's not. It's just getting you back back down to um, furious frat boy levels again. <laughs> nice, nice and stable, like headbutt a keg levels of testosterone again. That's, that's what we're shooting for. Oh, normal 19-year-old level testosterone that's very stable and, yeah, might might piss off a Mountie in Canada by spitting on the ground in front of him, telling his... Yeah. Uh, we can't hear none of this shit. I'm a goddamn <laughs> fucking disaster. <laughs> what a goddamn disaster. Now, listen, I told... Uh, I was talking to someone the other day on the phone, and I said, you know, one of the things I, I can say that if I croak tomorrow, like on my deathbed, I'll be like, I did a lot of shit, though. <laughs> you know, it wasn't boring. It definitely wasn't boring. But uh, I can't wait to come out on the other side and be boring. Hey, do we... As, here's another thing that concerns me about testosterone. What happens when I quit taking it? Who cares? Don't. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, we're Americans, so we don't have health care. So at some point, it might get a little expensive. I know, but just stop it, all right? Because you, you're not, you can afford testosterone. And if we have to get it legally, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. And do you feel like uh, we, we use Sylvester Stallone as the canary in the coal mine? Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't repeat that. Yeah, Rogan, Rogan brought up a good point. He said, Stallone's the canary in the coal mine. He's like 80 and looks he's shredded, and he's fine. Yeah, and I think I, I think that's why Rogan says you know he's a like still like I I feel like he takes some sort of a testosterone replacement or something, right? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, yeah. He used to use I don't know if he still does. He used to use the like the deodorant kind. You can like roll on, it's like roll on. Like Barry Bonds had. I guess I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly, but uh. Yeah, I don't want to do, like, crazy shit or nothing. I just like to uh, trick my body into thinking it's 23 again, as if I'm seven years younger than I am. Don't do the math. Just accept it. Yeah, I've been 34 for uh, 10 years now, so. I actually remember when you were about to turn 30, and I remember, like, fucking with you about it, and, like, there was, like, a, I don't know if you remember this, and maybe you were putting on, but I, I don't think you were. There was, like, a twinge of actual, like, shut the fuck up, man. When I was like, you're going to be 30. And, and you're like, shut up. I think you had, you had your house already before you were 30, didn't you? Mm, probably right around there. Right around there, because you're about to turn 30, and I remember being in there. Like, oh, shit, you're going to be 30, you old bastard. I'm like, shut up. I know, shut up. Yeah, I think that's because, in, like, in my brain or in my ego or somewhere in the folds of my psyche. You have. One minute remaining. I I feel young, or I feel like I think young, or and then when you oh, put yeah. a number on it, and you're like, oh shit, no, yeah. that's not. Oh, I'm not. I can't be cool yeah. anymore. There's no chance to me being cool. Yeah, it's it's a mind fuck because you feel. My mom used to tell me this all the time. She's like, I still feel like I'm 23, and I'm like, yeah, shut up, old lady. <laughs> I'm young. You shut up. And then now I'm like, oh, I know exactly what she meant. Yeah. Well, my sister says I'm forever 17, so but that's not cute for a 17-year-old, 40-year-old. <laughs> I, uh, like, um, Might I do good for your K-pop career. In, per, in person, I, I'm like, I'll like, yeah, I'm, guess how old I am. But uh, I had to tell a comedian, old Sam Talon, over the phone, did I tell you this? Mm-mm. He's like, how old are you? And he's like 34, and I seen a picture of him on his book, and I'm like, oh yeah, he. And Stanhope told me he's like he looks like he's 50, <laughs> and 
Thank you for using GTL. Prepaid call from... Bobby. Oh, by the way, if you guys want to read an amazing book, it's called uh, Running the Light by Sam Talent. Amazing. Best book I've read in years. It's about the super degenerate uh, stand-up comic at the end of his rope. and shit's really good. Anyways, when I was talking to him, and if so, go to his website and order it instead of Amazon. He gets a bigger cut. I uh, was the first time, like when he asked me how old I was, because I'd never met him before. I talked to him on the phone. And um, it was the first time I ever felt a twinge of like, like, so being self-conscious about saying how old I was, because I was older than him. But, I, you know, I immediately wanted to hit, throw the caveat, like, well, I'm 40, but, which I just turned, and I, I don't think I'd ever said it out loud yet, because, you know what I mean, it has been long. I just turned it. And uh, I instantly wanted to be like, but everyone thinks I'm, like, 29. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if people people get, but, but I... I held back because I'm like, no, douche, you just sit in it. You're a goddamn 40 year old, you fucking old piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, it was the first time though, I like sat with me that I felt like, ugh, that was, what was that about? Why was that hard to say? It sounded like gross to me. You know what I mean? What do you think? And, uh, what do you think it is that? Why do we associate age? Uh, why do we have such a negative look on it? You know, like you, you telling yourself you're a 40 year old, that means you're a piece of shit. Like, why do you, um, I just, because, uh, because we used to all be 20 and we used to make fun of the, uh, yes, the, the yes, next yes, generation yes. and now there's generations underneath yes. us. So we're like, Oh shit, yes. they're bagging on us now. Oh, and they're probably right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's what it is. Why did we wear those jeans? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, really big, you know, like, I, I focus on language a lot. And so, like, I'm, like, actively, when I'm t I am talk to uh, someone pretty frequently who's 23, and uh, I'm, like, super self-aware that she, she like, when I say certain things, she'll be like, ugh. <laughs> she doesn't say that, but in my, I know, I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, and I even like occasionally use like shit that's maybe outside of our generation, kind of just as like jokey. But now it all sounds like, you know, it might be like shit our parents would say. And uh, and I just realized like, oh, like the language and shit. Like, and then what do you do? Do you keep up? Because that's that's in a lot of ways more pathetic. Absolutely not pathetic. Yes, you do keep up. <laughs> You're you lean into it, you stay hip, you do everything you got. That's all you got. That's, that's youth. You, that's, that's how you do it. <laughs> well, like, for instance, there's, like, little things that are hard to keep up with, but I'm around a bunch of, like, there's, like, you know, my neighbor just turned 20. And you mentioned something. You're like, I wear fitted hats. And I'm like, gee, should I tell him that that's, like, out? Like, it's snapbacks now. Oh, to the 20-year-old? Like, they're... Yeah, yeah, the people don't wear fitteds no more. They wear snapbacks. Well, how, you're not 20. Maybe 30-year-olds Maybe thirty year olds have moved to snapbacks, and that's what you're aware of. Maybe the new, you know, maybe the new. I don't know. No, these are, these are I'm, I, my neighbors are, you know what I mean? Hollywood's 19, just turned 20. These are all, I'm aware, I'm hypersensitive because, you know, age insecure. That, uh, I, had, I was wearing snapbacks when I was, like, like I seen the transition when I was out there, but now it's like I still had some fitted when I was out there, but I started to transition to snapbacks. But that's like that's the thing now. Uh, at work, when they hand out um, brand logo baseball type caps, you know, like if you're like they might give me a Wonder Bread here. Everybody, get what's your what's your size? What? Oh, we're getting a Wonder Bread hat. Oh, okay. You know what? I'll wear that. All right. Fitted. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know. You remember back in the day what they were? They were snapbacks. They were like trucker hat snapbacks. And then people were like, these are terrible. Fitted. Those are nice. So That's what the yeah, major leaguers absolutely. wear. Major leaguers wear fitted. So that must be the cool style. So now that's already been flipped on its head. And, you know, when I when I look at all my... You know, hats, my caps. I don't think. By the way, why? Why is it? Why do we even wear those things? Like you, you know, I don't think you go to Britain and see like, 
you know, everybody's, is it because soccer is a bigger thing and, and soccer, you don't wear a cap, but America, uh, you know, why do we, well, I picture them, I picture them wearing those, um, like those Kangol style hats. What are those called? You know, like I'll put the plaid, like tweed version of them. Cool. Bill Cosby type hat. No, like the Irish type hat. It's like flat almost. You know what I mean? And like the bill, it like folds up into it. The old handicap. You know, like that cartoon? I think he wears one like that. No, I'm not uh, old enough to remember that cartoon. I mean, it's a comic strip out of like the newspaper. Handicap? Yeah, I know. All right, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. And it's like, I mean, we're like a. Okay, so my sister's my sister's boyfriend is closer to he's like between my age and your age. And um I, I will say this as time has progressed, um adolescence has been has been lengthened. Both like in activities as well as like dress and music and like you know what I mean? Lingo back in the day when you were thirty, you know, when our grandparents were kids, when you were 30, you were like, you were in a suit every day, really buttoned up and shit by 30. Now you're like, people are in their forties and they're like, still wearing fitted, <laughs> still wearing fitted hats and smoking vape pens and whatever, you know, whatever the, uh, the kids are doing. And so there is like a lengthening of, of adolescence in Western culture, I believe it was in America for sure. And so uh, these are things I tell myself when I'm uh, feeling ashamed. <laughs> feeling ashamed. Well, what's going on here? I'm somewhat happy that uh, you can tell Hollywood. Is Hollywood the one that's bragging about having a fitted hat? No. A fitted hat? I thought you said your neighbor and you're like, do I got to tell him? No, you. Well, no, you were describing to me once. You're like... Cause I was like trying to, when we first like reconnected, I was trying to like, yeah, you're like, no, like I look, I, you, you even said in this same, um, conversation, you're like, I, I pretty sure I look, uh, your younger brother, you're like, people, I look younger than him now. You're like, I'm just, and so I'm like, I, I think I was trying to guess what you were wearing. Like, so you're like, no, I can pull off a fitted hat is what you said. You're like, Jess, or I think you said that Jess was even like, oh, you pull that off. Most people. No, 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 no. You, you're misremembering or maybe I misspoke. Um, I told you flat bill and you were like, snapback. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. You think you even asked me snapback? I'm like, yeah, what else? Would I, yeah. Oh, okay. Like I don't own a fitted yeah, hat. I just went in there and looked and I don't, I don't even own one. Okay. Oh, well then I was just trying to, I wasn't trying to shame you, but I was trying to, yeah, well then I was wrong. I'm wearing a snapback right now. People have offered me 50 bucks for it. Like I'm not selling for a cap, for a hat, baseball hat. Shit's excluded in here, man. You can't. No one, you're not gonna see anyone in here with this hat. And then that's just how people are in here. They're like, man, it's crispy hat, orange and blue. <laughs> that's all it takes. It's, it's it's fun colors. Oh, it is a tiger's. No, but it looks like you know, like the tigers. Like it'll be that color blue in the front panel of the hat and then the brim with orange stitching and then the rest is like orange mesh in the back and it matches like all of our blue and orange outfits and shit but no one has anything like this like every single person he's like where did you get that up I'm like oh this whole thing typical Bobby oh this whole thing crimp to the max and then be like I just threw this together what do you what do you mean I didn't even notice yeah, I'm glad we can uh, we can bond on a little bit of this, um, a little of this uh, age resistance What's going on. I think it's probably a lot easier for me because I don't have a, a family or children, you know. What, what do you mean easier to do? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, if I had two two kids, I would be much more worried about making sure they have everything they need and not whether or not I'm still hit. Oh, God, that's so gross. Don't say that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think – I don't think it takes that much money to – you know what I'm saying? 
to be hip, as you put it. <laughs> you know, um, that's a good example of something I say. I know you were too. Like, uh, that's not from our generation. That's like making fun of the older generation. But when I say it now jokingly, to, I'm like, oh, a younger person might, they don't know like that, that generation gap. They, they're probably like, oh my God, how old is this dude? <laughs> so you think I should monitor my use of the sarcastic, uh, the use of uh, hip sarcastically just because yeah, the yeah, audience might not can. get it? Yeah, yeah. I think they're like, you know, it just blends. It just, you know, if you're, if you're like a super younger generation, what's, what is it? How does it go? It goes, uh, cause I'm at the end of the Gen Xers. Like I looked at the time, I think if I was born like two years later, a year or two later, I wouldn't, I'd be a millennial, which doesn't make sense to me because I feel like if you were born in the eighties, you're a gen, generation. Xers. But, uh, what, so then it goes Gen X, right? Millennials. Yeah. And then Gen Z. Just skip Y. I think for a little while the but well, you you got me. I don't know. Wait, no. Millennials are why. Yeah, okay, yep. I got you. That makes sense. This is ridiculous. So this is, listen, this is what I can I, what Eileen really have heavily. Go ahead. I'd like to just throw an introduction since um since we haven't had one. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. This is the Notes from the Pen Telethon. <laughs> this is our 17th phone call conversation, 15 minutes of time today. And, well, there you go. In the boat wake behind me is the king of silent chicken. I don't even remember his name. Chino, what's up? Hey, just been having an all-day bond session, just an all-day reconnection, just just two old men chopping it up. And it's been nice. I haven't gotten anything done today. They're cuffing people up now. Uh-oh. Bullshit. Yeah. I heard, I heard some hollering over the phone that had nothing to do with it. This is some different stuff. What's that? Yeah, yeah, oh. Did you ask a question? I'm sorry, I was like paying attention because shit's going on in front of me. Bullshit. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.